Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon, and you are joining us for episode 258 of the show. And this time, we have a guest on, a very special guest, whose name is Natalie Miles, a very well-known psychic medium. And she has been all over the podcast arena over the past, I I guess, maybe year. I'm not quite sure how long, but I do know that she has her own podcast as well, which she rolls out epic podcasts on. It's called So You Think You Are Intuitive. And it's such a healing modality for people to learn how to be their own psychic medium. And that's what I love about Natalie is she's not trying to make you reliant on other people to access your own spirit guides. In fact, her whole job is teaching you how to be your own psychic because she believes that everyone is. And it's really powerful to be able to imagine that you are very intuitive and you have your own psychic gifts and not just imagine, but eventually feel it, access it, and learn the tools in order to tap into those abilities that everyone has. So today you're going to experience that because her and I are going to have a four-way conversation with us and our spirit guides. And you're going to hear all about what was channeled through her to be spoken to me, which is really cool. I've never done something like this on the show before. So you can go head on over to subscribe to her podcast after you listen to this. So you think you're intuitive. So you too can learn how to have this intimate conversation with your spirit guides. And now it's time for the listener's musings segment of the podcast where I answer one of your questions in three to five minutes-ish. This comes from Emily. She asks, I've been overcome with anxiety a lot in the past year, but my anxiety is returning as I think about having to work a 12-hour night shift in order to get clinical experience as a nurse. Day shifts are super rare for new grad. I'm so afraid that it will damage my health and my relationship because I know myself and I do get very cranky with little sleep and eating unhealthy, and I'm just one of those people who needs some sense of routine. Probably one wait, probably only have to do it for six months and then I can switch to days or get a job somewhere else. But life is so short, it seems awful to be that miserable and and unhealthy. So first off, I just want to sit with you and say, I hear you and I feel you. And that must not feel pleasant in your body to have the expectation to do something that goes directly against your nature. I feel for you. I I imagine that feels incredibly ugh, restricting and constricting and powerless in a sense. And I want to help you bring back your power here because the first thing that came to me when I read this was, well, then why'd you become a nurse? You know, because this is part of being a nurse, right? This is something that I'm assuming you already knew would be inside of the dealio of becoming a nurse is having a lifestyle that isn't 110% in your control and is fast paced. And I've worked with a lot of nurses, to be quite honest with you. I have a lot of nurses that want to come do one-on-one coaching with me to get a system in their life while they do nursing. And I've met some people in New York already who are nurses and man, there's definitely just so much that you have to go through in order to live that lifestyle. So you are definitely having to make sacrifices. I see that, but there are also things you can do. So the very first thing is that reclaim that power because you are the one that went after this. You decided you wanted to be a nurse. And I have a feeling that you knew full well from the start, there was going to be a time period where 
you're going to be a new grad and you're going to have to do all these things. So reclaim your sovereignty instead of saying this is happening to me. Say, I decided to do this because you did. You did decide to sign up for nursing and go through all that schooling. And in the same way you did all the schooling and the studying and the training and the learning, you're going to do the same thing and put in the same kind of time in order to get to where you eventually want to be. The beautiful thing is it's only six months, which really isn't that long. And yes, you are so right that life is short and it is too short to be miserable and unhealthy. So then I ask, there was, where is the passion and the fire that you had to become a nurse? Because if you're doing something that actually does light you up, I wouldn't think it would be miserable and unhealthy. Um, my, you know, if you look at, yes, and, and I'm, I don't want to be dismissing the hard work that goes into this. Like I said, I get nurses. I, I really get you and what you have to go through. But if, if I look at my own meditation teacher, her lifestyle is very different, but she only needs about four hours of sleep because her meditation is so deep and she's so consistent with her practice that she only sleeps for about four hours because she doesn't need it. So that's one thing you can do is have a very consistent meditation practice twice a day for 20 minutes where you go deep and you don't do that. Plus also you make sure you do ecstatic dance every day. Plus also you read a book every day. Like you don't have to have a million practices. And I think that's where a lot of people, uh, not to say go wrong, but they add too much to their plate. And so nothing gets done for a nurse. I would say the number one important practice for you is to meditate, to be still, do the opposite of what you do in your job. In your job, it's go, go, go. So any of your practices need to be completely about the complete opposite. They need to be around stillness and depth and not having to do things, like literally doing nothing. So meditate, have a consistent practice. And I know some days are going to be busier than others. Uh, I would even, I would encourage you, I don't know what your schedule looks like, but I would encourage you to see how you could meditate twice a day, every day, if that's possible. And if not, you just pick it right back up the next day. And then food-wise, you're not going to be able to eat perfectly. I, I told you I know the lifestyle of nurses. You can't sit down for a meal. But find what kind of grab-and-go snacks actually really fill you up and feel good. Maybe it's hard-boiled eggs. Maybe it's a certain kind of protein bar that actually does fuel you and, and also gives you a sense of nourishment. Maybe there's some sort of granola you can pack up and just throw in your mouth whenever you need it. And then also make your own self-care toolkit. It's very important that when you have a lifestyle like this, you also bring in the complete opposite as often as possible. You might need to take the next six months to lay off on anything that feels like doing outside of your work and, and allow yourself to do your work in the six months of these night shifts. And then for the rest of the day, it's like rest. You can't, the, one of the things that I imagine would be a problem was thinking that um, the day still stays day and then you add the night now as a day. And that's not what needs to happen, right? So if you're now doing night shifts, your night shifts are going to be your day during those, that, those weeks or those few days. Allow yourself to see it as such. Don't say, okay, now I have this, this night shift and then the whole next day I got to get up and do things. No, no, no. The next day you sleep. The next day you rest. The next day you go to a sun and you sweat it out. Or the next day you eat like the most nourishing meals you can get your hands on and sleep some more. So make sure that you're balancing it out and you're not trying to make 24-7 a long day and instead still keep to a normal 
amount of hours to be considered your day, which will now be night. I hope this is landing for all of you. It's making sense in my head. So um, just re I would encourage you to reframe your mindset around this happening to you as well. I'm not someone that's big on like, this is not happening to you. It's only happening for you because sometimes things are happening to you. But this is not an instance where it's happening to you because of you totally saying this is what I want to do and this is what I want to be so this really is a great example of you are empowered and you have every right to feel upset about it and sad about it and frustrated I'm not saying that because two things can exist at once so feel the ness of it all and allow yourself to totally embrace the doing this is not fun Adopt that and also adopt that and I decided to do this so I'm empowered like it can all exist at once um, and I and hopefully that is going to be something that can fuel you for the next six months knowing that this is in your highest good this is in your sovereignty this was a decision that you made and you can go through it not being unhealthy and miserable and actually just doing everything you can to nourish yourself throughout the process. Okay, the review of the week of the Mind, Body, Musings podcast comes from Old Soldes. And Old Soldes with five stars says, First time hearing your podcast and I'm so in love with you. Oh, I can literally feel your energy through my headphones. You are amazing. Definitely staying subscribed. Thank you, Old Soldes. I have a feeling we'd be friends because I am definitely an old soul as well. And I have a hunch that most people listening to the show are old souls. I just got a new audio book. I thought I would share it with you because Audible is a sponsor of the show. And this Audible book is Wild Woman's Way by Michaela Baum. I just saw her last night in New York and she kind of shook up my world in multiple ways. And I'm just really feeling into her energy and her witchy, witchy vibes, her witchy earth mama vibes. They feel really freaking good. So I'm going to encourage you to get that book. If you sign up uh, using audibletrial.com forward slash musings, you get a free book and a free month-long trial of Audible. And who doesn't love that? And if you've already used your free trial with me, then just go get the book because it's going to be fabulous and it's going to feel so good, so nourishing. That's all we want to share today. Natalie is such a gift, a gift to the show, a gift to the world, a gift to every person she does a psychic reading with. I hope you enjoy this because I get super curious and vulnerable and I kind of just enter this whole interview as if it wasn't really an interview, but rather a reading because that's what it is, at least partially. So let's go head on over. Natalie Miles, it is such a pleasure and an honor to have you here today. My, as I've been telling you, my fellow doppelganger, I feel like maybe it's just me, but I really feel like we look alike. And what's also funny is that I don't know if you hear the name Madeline a lot, but I know quite a few Natalie's. And every time people say Natalie, sounds like Madeline. 
Madeline. Madeline. So I, I, I always, when I hear that name, I think people are talking to me. So I'm just like more coincidences between the two of us. Right. It's the same intonation. Yeah. Well, also, welcome to the show. Happy to have you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) So the first question that I ask all of my guests before we get into the super juicy stuff that we're going to talk about today, um, I want to know, what are you currently musing about in life in general? What really has you ooey gooey, excited, deliciousness in life? What is holding your attention? Great question. So where I'm at right now is I'm actually in a really big transition point within my business, within working with intuition, that I have decided to step away from doing one-on-one client sessions and that I am restructuring my business um, around um, one-to-many and doing offerings. And so for me, it's been this really big transformational time of letting go of what has been and stepping into this kind of new energy. And it has been really interesting because old versions of me, old Nat, I mean, I used to be a TV um, film producer. So I used to, you know, work um, creating content and a lot of the time, but it was just a, an energy shift that's been going right down where it's like old Nat would have just done things and created things and been like, right, okay, cool, let's do it, let's make it happen. And the energy that I've been experiencing over the last month has been really different. That has been, no, let's just pause, let's just wait, let's just rest, let's just relax, let's just see what wants to come through. So it's been a really interesting time where it hasn't been about Um, I want to use the phrase kind of creating for the sake of it, even though I know what I really, what I I know what's coming through, but I haven't been called to create it yet. So that's been really interesting. Oh my God. Okay. Is something going on with the stars that points to this in any way? Because I know you're very much into astrology and also funny enough, I've, I've been in the like ditto, basically everything you just said for the first time in seven years of coaching, I'm taking a step away from one-on-one and for the first time in my life, it's easy. It feels natural and there's no worry or no like money wounds or scarcity coming up. It feels really abundant actually to be moving away from something I've done for so long. So that's really interesting. I wonder if it's like collectively, many of us are focusing more on you know, the collective and the masses rather than just the, um, the one-on-one more, I don't know how you would say it. I mean, it is more personal, but also in other ways doing the other kinds of work can also be immensely personable as well, even if it's not one-on-one. Yeah. And I think it's a shift of, um, yes, we're tapping into this kind of global energy, but it's also this realization again around setting boundaries that, Working one-on-one is tired. Like, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's really tiring. And Mm -hmm. people, a lot of people don't realize the energy that goes into holding space um, for those one-to-ones and the preparation that it takes energetically beforehand and afterwards to clear that as energy. So I think there is this kind of shift going on around, 
okay, the, you know, one-on-ones and having that intimate time is, you know, is important, but how can I better serve people? How can I better serve people? How can I um, share more and impact more people um, and do it a different way that is good for my own state of mind, my own body, my own emotional body, my own spiritual connection? Um, and that's the shift that's going on right now so true it's so true i i think for the past two years i would say i've had this like inkling of a thought saying man this is starting to feel a little bit draining this is starting Mm. to feel like energetically pretty exhausting because it's more so than holding the space right it's like also how are you holding your own body how intently are you listening how long are you allowing the silences to be between when you speak and they speak how are you holding their resistance to you like you, especially that piece, whenever my own clients would have resistance around what I'm saying or resistance around money paying for me, like resistance and sitting with that and sitting with their resistance as a good coach does, right? As I would tell myself, like I got to be in all the triggers with them and breathe with them. And it's, it's interesting to experience other people's triggers with them, not as a trigger, but just to be with them through it. And it's almost as if you're feeling it too. And you're having to also have this bird's eye view with it. And doing that year after year can be, like you said, it it takes a lot. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, tipping my hat to both you and I for for doing this and being (laughs) in this space of the uh, transition, I would say. Yeah, completely. And um, this is why I always say that, you know, with these podcasts and going with the flow and the conversation and giving messages, because the, you know, that's what spirit want to channel through, through me to have this conversation with you, because that's what you're going through as well. It's all part of that kind of blended. That's how I work. It's a blended conversation message, which is why, um, this is what we're talking about straight off the bat. Okay. No wonder then. (laughs) So I'm like, how did she know? Um, because this is, and that's what I love about this work is what sometimes we're experiencing as an individual. We don't realize that there are other people experiencing the same thing and that we are tapping into a global collective energy that we don't even realize. And so when you think of, okay, well, actually, I'm not alone. I, I, when it does feel alone, when you're going through these transformations, whether it's in a business or in a relationship or within a family dynamic, the energy that you're experiencing is you're not just alone experiencing it. There are uh, thousands, millions of people experiencing that same energy at the same time as you. Mm, Yeah. So lucky me, as you're moving a little bit away from one-on-one, I get you all to myself today. And (laughs) I'm curious how this is going to work because there's many different types of healers and psychics and intuitive readers and guides. And um, I I get to experience today uh, basically like a mini reading with you. So what is it exactly? How do you go about doing your readings? And what can I, I guess, expect? What can we expect to get from something like this? Yeah, so how it works is I love to describe it like I'm channeling your guides, your spirit guides, your higher self um, and my guides and they're having a chat basically. And how it works in my sessions is I literally just start talking, see what comes up, see where it goes and see where it flows. 
Um, they can bring up anything talking about like where you're at right now, um, the past blocks that you have experienced that is blocking you from bringing in what you want to step forward and bring in and bring into um, ancestral patterning. So what has happened is a lot of the time isn't what um, the, the themes that are coming up in your life right now might not just be your own, but they might be your mother's and your grandmother's um, before you, if it's the maternal line or your father's and your grandfather's, if it's the paternal line. Um, so they bring through that. I'm a medium. So loved ones come through past lives, spirit guides, you name it. It's just a real blend of whatever wants to come through. Ooh, I'm so excited. Okay. What do I need to do? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Go into my feminine just to be... Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I've already started giving you the reading from the first question that me talking about what I'm going through. Because um, I was, it's funny because I was have, tuning in a little bit before we got on the podcast together. And the message that kept coming through of like, okay, when, what do I want to start with Maddie? Like, what do I, where do I want to start in this session? And the message that came through is, um, she's at a crossroads of doing something different, but she has to allow it and that she has to, um, break free from what she has been doing to stepping into something that feels more heart aligned, that feels like she's ready to take it to the next level. But there's, um, there's a, because you've, had to because you've worked really hard to get to where you are now like you've really invested a lot of time and energy and money and your own healing into what you do now to suddenly be at this big crossroads where it's like okay, I'm just throwing all of this up in the air because this doesn't align anymore. Suddenly, this is an energy is, you know, yes, it's really inspirational and it's really expansive, but there's also this, are, still, are people still going to want to have the, you know, are they still going to want to, how does this work? Are they still going to want to work with me in the ways that I want to work going forward? Does that make sense? Completely. Yeah, complete sense. Um because there is this, um, yeah, this, I keep being told that you have like this new idea and this new vision and it's whether, and, and they're just saying like, keep following it, keep following this new vision of what you want to bring in because it's very different from what you're offering right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And you don't, you don't know like what I've been up to, right? Like you don't know no. what I've been creating. No. Okay. Amazing. So yeah, I'm in the middle of creating like a course, which I know a lot of entrepreneurs do. Many people create courses and programs. I have had resistance to it since the last time I created one and I'm creating one now. It's almost done. Um, when this episode airs the first round, I think we'll already have started, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and I've had like some old beliefs come up of like, oh, online courses are too technical or frustrating and people really resonate with me on one-on-one -on -one work. And, and it hasn't been as controlling of a belief as it has been in the past because mm -hmm. intuitively I'm like, no, like I see you, I see you limiting belief, but I'm not going to listen to you. Like I see you, but I'm not going to obey you. Like it feels more okay to switch gears. Um, mm -hmm because the time feels right but yeah it's like it's different it's very different because I'm not 
quote, a coarse girl, right? I do things differently and I'm changing that belief so that I can make room to not have to do one-on-one and instead to get a lot of my one-on-one teachings and practices into a way that more people can have access to. Yeah, and and it's it's basically saying, okay, I talk about this on a daily basis to all these individual clients. Let me take the key themes from that and bring that together into um, course material. But there, um, there's something. Um, how do I want to describe this? Um, you are really, you're an interesting chat. You're okay. You're a channel yourself and how you channel the information and the intuitive information that wants to flow through you. Don't resist how it wants to flow through you because there's something new off the back of making this course. That's kind of coming afterwards. Mm. That's a bit left field than you would normally offer. And so there's a, there's a shift coming up in the next six months around what you you how you want to offer it so it might be a little bit more um woo woo it might be a bit more specific to a part of something that's been reactivated in you that you want to share but they're just saying like you and words are really important like the language you and you love language does that make sense oh my gosh yes 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 and I keep getting that message repeatedly like everyone is telling me you do know how important words are to you right <laughs> like and it, it's coming up more like people wouldn't say that to me before and now all of a sudden everyone's like reminding me and it's been quite beautiful for that to be brought up in my life so much and I'm really excited at the thought of something like coming out of the left field that I don't even know about now Mm, and it's got a language the importance of words and the language focus is going to keep flowing in for you there's something interesting around like how you're you're writing and you're channeling and the words that you're being the words that you're using um and or inspiring people to look at their language and their use of words but you and words and language is just going to get really really strong hmm can I ask, can I ask questions? Yeah, go for it. Jump in whenever. Well, I'm, it's just kind of different, but I'm curious if you're like receiving anything about, um, if this is a thing that you can do about my like health, my immunity, my, uh, adrenals, my energy, like anything on that level that comes up for you. Okay. Yeah. Let me have a tune in. Um, Okay. Um, the energy that um, Maddie's experiencing right now is this push-pull between the old version of her and the new version of her. The old version of her that would have pushed and made shit happen and, and put in 18-hour-plus days to make a course happen. And this is a shift that's going on right now where it's suddenly like, no, you have to do less. You have to do, you have to do less to get more. And so we're impacting your adrenal based system so that you slow down um and that the adrenals are connected to your self-worth and anything to do with adrenals is connected to believing in yourself and your own self-worth so as you go through this transition from one to one to one to many to offering courses it's still it's testing your own um self-worth around Um, I am not part of the masses and I'm doing something my way because that's also part of who you are and what you're about is that you 
um, it's the reminder and the remembrance that you're an indiv- that you're an individual within the masses, and this is connected to past life things. But there's, I want to use the word renegade. Like you don't, you want to go against the flow. You want to go against the current. You don't want to be doing what everyone's doing. But they're reminding you that you are you are an individual and a special soul doing what you like achieving your one of your soul purposes of why you're here but that's um that's kind of impacting your adrenal based system as you kind of work through this kind of self-worth the masses and individualism and how you sit with it Mm, okay so does that mean that the way I function energetically is going to look very different from the masses? Yeah, and how you functioned in the past, definitely. It's okay. there's a there's a certain they're talking about like creating sacred time and sacred space and that you can't be everything for everyone and you must understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really challenging. Like that I mean that's always been for most people, learning boundaries is a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. It's also, I'm in a new level right now of that with living in New York because mm. I have, man, like my calendar used to have, when I lived in Colorado, great, great, great place to live, but also pretty low key. And so I would have something on the evening on my calendar, like twice a week. And now I have things at least options to do every single second of every day Mm -hmm. and it's it's great because it's getting me out and being in life in the way I wasn't really doing when I lived in the mountains which was needed then but now I want to get out more but also having so much energy all around I've had to make some decisions let's say on a full Saturday and on a full Sunday to not leave my apartment to like, even yesterday I was, it was a goal to not have any human interactions. I didn't succeed. I ended up going over to someone's to watch game of Thrones, but, and I'm glad I did, but like it's making, I'm making a point to myself to at least have some days where I'm really protecting myself from this pretty chaotic and beautiful energy of the city. Yeah, because this upgrade, uh, upgrade energy, this um, reactivation that you're experiencing between now and the end of October is going to ask you to really reclaim your space, reclaim your time and reclaim your power. Mm. Ooh, I just got goosebumps. Mm. And this is part of um, setting, um, setting boundaries with um, family members, friends, relationships. This is about um, Maddie realizing that people will, that people, that friends and family and loved ones and relationships, they will still love you when you can say no. And so in the past, there's been this um, push pull of wanting, um, of thinking that you have to be there for everyone and support everyone and show up for everyone. And this, this, this is the dynamic that shifting is like, Oh no, these people will still love me if I'm doing my thing. Like I, there's a real kind of reshift and reframe this over the next six months as you realize that those people and the right people are going to just show up anyway. And that you don't have to worry about that, like not receiving love from them. That's really juicy. Yeah, that's really juicy. Yeah. And also yeah. something I'm, I'm definitely feeling already. 
um, with meeting so many new people here. They aren't quite people that I'm like, oh no, I'm afraid to lose their love because I'm just now meeting so many new people and I'm in like, we don't have deep friendships yet. Um, but with people who I am close friends with or people that I, um, let's say like previous clients who continue to email me, um, mm. or, people on, I have mentioned this quite a few times on the podcast. Cause it's something that I'm really trying to figure out, but like how to, I, I always place, I've always placed so much emphasis on being high touch, meaning being very accessible to all people, which is coming like up to heads with this new me, right. That has to set boundaries with listeners of the show or people who read the, my website, like I'm having to learn how to not respond to all their emails and mm. all their questions, which is really hard for me because I, I've, I've just had it in my head that I need to be high touch, like high impact, highly intimate conversations, even from email. And I'm having to let some messages like go and not get back to them, which feels ah, like, ah. but I know that in order for me to, to have my creativity for, like you said, writing, and this is hopefully this is really helpful for everyone listening right now, because anytime you are saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else, which is how it works. So when I'm saying yes to switching between 15 different messages to respond to each one, I'm definitely saying no in that moment, at least to my own creative energy where I could be writing a really beautiful poem or something like you know yeah and you're going to be doing less Maddie you're going to be like you might even be doing like two a week it's again it's this the minute I engage with that person I am entering into the energy field and you are highly intuitive and highly sensitive and so the minute that you step into that sphere you're receiving their information that you're you're holding space for their energy and your body and this is connected to the adrenals is basically saying no it's saying you have to get real like yes you can be there and you can you know share what you need to in the podcast and in the group programs and you know and but you're going to get even more highly selective on your um engagements within your business because that's what's going to that's what's going to take you to the next level is realizing oh, I got that these, these boundaries are going to become even more clear. And there's something around in the summer, um, a fa- some kind of like family, um, there's going to be something in the summer around the family. Also, you having to say no so you don't get pulled into fam- a family drama this summer that's also going to be like, I call them like mini tests, but that you're going to be kind of tested as well. Love those mini tests from the families. So, yeah. so fun. At least I have a warning this time. <laughs> That's good. We do have a family reunion that happens every summer. So yeah. I, that there's massive potential for something there, but you know, maybe not. Normally uh, it's a good time. Yeah, it is the family. There's a connection around the family reunion, whether who's oh. going, who's not going, whether you whether you want to go, there's a very um either um masculine it feels very there's a lot of do you have a brother no but i do have uh-huh. a sister 
Interesting. No, it's masculine. Um, it's a there's a lot of like push and pull between the mask. Um, there's like a masculine uh, men falling out, or there's a there's a friction with the masculine within this group um, dynamic. Well, meeting I, I can I can tell you that my family is a very I would you know there's like the the true version of the masculine is consciousness and presence, but then there's like the other more highly known version of the masculine, which is like outward energy. Mm-hmm. Like, Everyone in my family, the the inter, uh, immediate family, we're all fire signs and masculine signs. <laughs> so when we're all together, it's intense. Like there's, we do not have a quiet family, and there's a lot of like talking over everybody. It's almost like an Italian family in some ways, but very much <laughs> not so. But yeah, that's what it's like for sure. Whenever I'm around, you know, these family reunions, there's just a lot of that kind of energy as a whole and, and I have to be and, in my feminine and the message is, is is that you might not go for all of it you might not go for the longer time that you were thinking of going and that you might just be dipping your toes in and then leaving uh, that's exactly what I'm doing Natalie awesome awesome because <laughs> that's what you did they're just like giving you confirmation that you don't need to do what you've done in the past where you feel like there's an obligation to be there the whole time and do it there's this like Oh no, I'm I'm reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my power by um, only going for a short amount of time. What the, one of the hardest things about going to these family reunions is that I am in every way a black sheep, maybe with one other cousin, and this is about forty people. It's a massive family reunion for seven days, and it it can feel quite. Um, I would. Uh, I would say just repression of who I really am because who I am is so different from that Southern conservative Christian mentality and the way I talk, the way I think, what I like, anything you see on my podcast is all completely separate from my family unit. So it can be a challenging time for me to navigate my, my truth, my energy and like keep my aura to me when Mm -hmm. I'm around so many people who would, I would use the word disapprove because it does, mm-hmm. it does feel that way. There's a lot of like disapproval, um, but still love, just disapproval. Yeah, and it brings it back into that. Do you know when I was talking about you being the renegade and you going against the grain? Like it's all part of that as an as an energy that's connected to your central nervous system of everything that's going on. Of you know, I'm I'm recla- you know I'm I'm owning it. I'm owning that I want to swim up. You know, I don't want to fit in. I don't. I want to break through the barriers. I'm I'm here. I've been born into this family to to be that person, and I'm I can't be everything for everyone within that family. And I've just got to keep owning that and and setting my boundaries and speaking my truth around it. Yes, I love it. Mm. What do you feel? Are you are you bringing someone? Are you bringing someone into that um oh. into that family? Are you bringing a partner or are you wanting to bring someone into that dynamic? No. Maybe my maybe my dog and he is a boy. So <laughs> maybe him, but no human being as of right now and I'd be very surprised because it is at the end of next month if I found someone else. Interesting. It just there's an energy of if it's not you, there's like a, um, how do I want to describe this? There's like an outsider. There's like a new person in that energy. There's a new, like a, there's an, it just feels like there's someone new coming into that circle or into that family unit, or there's someone, there's a new energy. There's oh, someone could it be new. be my sister's, uh, boyfriend. There's He's a new coming. partner. Okay, cool. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
um okay hang on a sec because there's something like um you're you're gonna be um it's like there's someone new that's not been in that family dynamic um that is gonna come might actually feel slightly overwhelmed um with what's happening and that you're gonna be kind of diffusing you're gonna be making him feel good about being there oh so does it feel like it could be my sister's partner yeah 100 percent. Oh, okay yeah like I'll i'm being shown in, I'm, you just need to kind of you're give, gonna give him some additional support of being around all those people oh i love that that makes me feel very purposeful like now i have a purpose behind the family reunion mm-hmm. i get to do something good yeah because I, I was like there's there's a new partner there's there's a like that's why i was asking there's, is it your partner because there's someone there's someone there's a new energy that's not connected to the family that's going to be like whoa what have i walked into mm, yeah that's that's definitely him then okay cool okay what is what do you feel about my um i'm just curious about my own relationship or love life any any tinglings there yeah let me have a tune in um okay um the past relationships have all been about um uh, okay um up leveling when you've you've been in a relationship with them you've you've up leveled and you've upgraded or you've gone on a journey or there's been like an end of a chapter of your life and a and a new one that begins does that make sense like mm. these relationships have always been catalysts to like get you to a living in a new city or offering a new part of um or starting something new within the business or you really kind of like stepping into a new version of yourself and that these past partners have been there to support you to do that does that make sense so on point or not support me which in itself made me go do the thing yeah Uh right on point and so um the shift that's coming on right now is um because there's something like a deep um there's a deep I don't want to use the word soul contract, but like a a deep belief that, um, that for you to create the changes that you need, it take, it comes from the support of a romantic partner or uh, someone else to kind of support you to be able, um, to do that because, and then they keep showing me the family and then show it saying like no support feels like she had to do it on her own. Um, felt like she had to, um, like move country like move cities like do things differently and so when you have um and so what the soul has done is it's like oh i need to find these people to be able to for me to up level for the next part of the journey and the shift that's going on right now is like um i don't um i don't know if i can swear but fuck i don't need these people like i can like ah oh shit i don't need the, i can do this on my i can reclaim my power and i can do this myself i can up level myself i can i can create this offering i do, i i i don't need the support to be able to do this because when i've embraced all parts of me that's when my partner's gonna come that's when my partner's gonna come in but there's this real focus right now on not um not being in a relationship and just looking at yourself mm, yeah mm, yeah that feels so good and so like I, th- I think I know what you're saying about the past they all have been about up leveling 
they've all been like every time every relationship feels like caterpillar to butterfly phoenix rising from the ashes mm-hmm. i wouldn't say quite and i don't know if this is what you were saying but they didn't feel incredibly supportive of my work yeah is that what you're saying or are they saying um how do they want me to describe this hang on a sec let me ask um no because for them there's always been a separation between the personal and the work like mm-hmm. but for you you are your work mm-hmm. you are your career like that that's part of your soul is like this defines me does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah and so they've helped you up level your soul or where you've you know you've been with them and suddenly it's like I'm gonna move across the country or um Mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna take on a new course or you're gonna you're gonna learn something new like it's interesting these these past partners have have been part of the journey and it might not have seemed that they were supporting the work as such but um, they've been supporting the, the the message from spirit is yeah, but they've been supporting you. They supported you in other ways so that you could do the work that you wanted to do. And so it might not have come across as the support that you, you that you thought. But to reframe it and look at actually, they supported me in a way that has allowed me to support myself in my work. Yes, 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 yes. So true. Yeah. And the next relation and the next relationship that will come in is different because it's like, oh, well, this is Maddie and she does this and she's friggin' awesome because this is the work that she does. And I love her for all the space. You know, um, I love her for the what she creates. But this is, again, bringing it back to boundaries because there has to be space for that person to love you and for you to allow the love in that isn't taken up by the clients and the listeners who are also vying for your love and attention. And this is why by not responding, you're creating space so that the partner can love you. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. You see, there's just a bit of a, they're just like create the space. Cause there's just too much. There's too much in your auric field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, it's very easy to put, the client work, the messages, the helping others in like, I don't really love the word compartmentalize, but to let it overlap where mm-hmm. personal love could live. Yeah. And yeah, it's really interesting. And I've noticed that in, in dating people or relationships, um, I keep coming back to me <laughs> like over and over mm-hmm. and over. It's so great. And me and the person that I was with last, we ended up splitting um, in early January, I think. And so I've seen some people here and there. I'm in a new city. I'm having fun. You know, I'm going out. Why not? (laughs) Yeah. But like every time I choose me and it's so freaking blissful and amazing. Like if I'm tired and they ask me out, I'm tired. I'm not going out. Or if they ask me, like you just used to, I was, I was always so catering to others. Um, even last year, this has been like, this is very new for me, but even last year, if people ask like, well, I want to go eat Thai food. And if I don't feel like it, it's not that I'm going to say no, but I'm just going to also speak my opinion. I'll just say, Oh, that sounds good. You know, it also sounds good. Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm just adding in myself rather Mm. than, okay, okay. And it doesn't mean I'm trying to take the, the masculine role and lead everything or anything like that. I just am also presenting who I am. And if, it's just also a different thing for me is um like there's one person I was seeing 
and um there was just something that it felt like he wasn't revealing to me, like his thoughts about something. And I just kind of pointed out, Hey, you know what? I would love to like, hear your thoughts more, like share your thoughts with me more. And normally I would never ever say something like that because I would be too afraid. It would come across as criticism, Mm. but I phrase these things now as loving feedback to, to actually serve the dynamic between us two and share my truth and my thoughts and do it in a way that actually helps the other person not hurts them. Right. And that's not my goal. And, and that's new for me is like, Oh, I have a thought. I think that this might serve this person. And a lot of that's come with the work that I've done in my own trainings that I've been through of like how the art of giving feedback. Um, but it's really different for me to actually implement this, and say, here I am, here are me, my opinions, my thoughts, my beliefs, my cravings, my desires, take it or leave it. Cause I'm not abandoning me like ever again. I'm, I'm here for me. And that, that ver- like very much feels like what you're saying here is that I'm really making space for, for me as well. Mm-hmm. And isn't it interesting that it comes back to language and the words that you oh, use? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah because you just said you said and I was just they were like and isn't it it's funny because it's about you having the confidence to use the language that you want to be able to use Mm, yeah um and that you feel connected to and then when you're talking about that I just get this image of this six seven year old girl that's like I want to communicate I want to scream from the rooftops I've got so much to say and I feel like I'm being limited in how I'm expressing myself to my family and I'm having to pick my words because I'm I I, as a kid you got very clever with the types of language that you knew um could get the response from your the um you know the your family to be able to receive the love that you wanted but but to also be seen and be heard wow yes yeah yeah absolutely and so from this young age of really being clever with language it's been a beautiful blessing but it's also created many blocks because you end up not using your own language but you you you've been a chameleon to pick other people's language because you know how that by choosing other people's language and words you can have a um um a a greater connection with them and so this shift that's going on in your 20s like in your 20s into where you are now is no my language my words is important and the right people will turn up around me and I'll have the right connections and so I don't need to pick their words to fit in with their vibe and their energy Mm. yeah yes 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 I just all I can say is yes because I'm like I, I this is something I know but you're like telling it to me and I'm like yes now I see this I knew this though I could feel the changes in the difference that were happening and I've been aware of like how I'm I'm using the words that I normally would be too afraid to use Mm. um, or the truth you know like there's just things that I would hide not say because it might sound too disconnected from what other people understand or too weird or it might be misunderstood and and now I'm like "Eh, if it's misunderstood that's not my responsibility I'm still gonna say what is coming up for me because they're gonna find out sooner or later if they're gonna hang out with me (laughs) like completely completely and this so the the relationship 
that you were in that ended in January has led you to New York. Like New York is a real catalyst energy for all of this. Like you know that you've been brought to New York for a reason. And this is part of being in that New Yorker energy where people, you know, to generalize, will speak their truth, will be individuals, will be like, this is what I want, this is where I'm going. And so you've been brought to New York to really embrace that, but also to define your boundaries around saying no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And literally, he brought he did bring me here. The reason why we first we were traveling around together and he picked New York that he wanted to go to. And I was like, I guess so. I mean, you went to Portland with me, so I'll go to New York with you. And we were here for a month and a half. And then we went back to Colorado, decided to split. And then I came back here. (laughs) So Mm, yeah, like, you know, that there's something in New York that you're, um, it's not, it's not a forever home, but that it is part of this upgrade up level, um, re kind of reconnection to who you are and what you're about that's going down um, in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone told me go to California and I said, no, I think I need to be in New York. I don't know why, but that's where I'm getting called. And I just decided it. I was like, that's where I'm going. Even if everyone else tells me, ah, Madeline, I don't think it's for you. I was like, eh, I think it is. I don't know why. We'll find out. And now looking at this, yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense. There's something so beautiful about the way that people are so upfront with who they are here. And it's really quite healing. It can be jarring for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, if I live, uh, I was filming on my Instagram story the other day, there was like a fight that was happening buildings away from me. And you could hear crystal clear what these two men were fighting about. And they were all up in each other's space. And like, it can be jarring the kind of energy that you're constantly surrounded by. Um, but it hasn't been jarring for me in a sense that it's made me more anxious. In fact, it's made me a little bit more open. It's kind of funny Mm -hmm. to me. It's just like New York is a very funny place. It's, it's Mm -hmm. an interesting, quirky, feminine, wild, chaotic place. Yeah. And it's, you're gonna, um, the travel that you're going to be doing. So you come back to New York and then you're going to be traveling, you know, to different other peoples is good, you know, into nature is going to balance it out. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm, I'm in New York. I'm here to do this work, but then I'm, you know, I'm retreating and I'm going to other places to be able to kind of step into my, you know, into that nature element that I know that I also need to have that balance in my life. Cause that's the, you know, the shift of, Oh, okay. I grew up, you know, I grew up in Colorado like this is this is important to me but I'm I'm being called to kind of step into some of that city energy but with you again between now and October it's about how can I find the balance between nature space and this city energy which is also it's giving you something right now it's reactivating your language and and your and ironically a city where it's going to help you create boundaries is there any like country or place that you feel would be really healing for me? Any kind of nature? Mm, yeah, let me have a tune in. Hang on a sec. Um, okay. Um, you, 
you have a lot of starseed energy in you um, of not being again like I'm um, I'm I've been put into this human existence um, but I don't feel like I'm from this planet and I'm here so how can I I'm here to navigate this human you know but I'm not from this planet as such like my soul feel you have a very starseed energy about you mm. um, but they're asking you to um, to connect to um, it's interesting I keep hearing portal like portal galactic portal energy <laughs> um so um new mexico um in the desert um sedona um there's something around um open open spaces not not mountains but ironically like desert i keep being shown like red rocks and desert spaces wow yeah i've yeah. never been to um sedona or santa fe those are both places I've really wanted to go to though. So maybe Sedona is something I want to keep my eye on. Cause that, or Joshua tree, cause that's pretty deserty, yeah. right? A hundred percent. That's just that you connecting to, um, portal ley line energy is, um, is, is important. What feels star seedy? Cause I've, I've heard about star seeds, but then sometimes that's when I'm like, what is that? Are we making up stuff now? And right. I'm like, I really want, but there's a part of my heart too. That's like, well, I don't want to hear more about this. Like, cause it sounds really interesting. Um, so star seeds, um, or, um, I mean, that is kind of the N word for um, aliens, I guess, if you want to, that's how you want to call it. Yeah. But it just feels like, you know, we have, there are starseeds that have souls from different planets. Like some of us have very human energy and some of us that don't, and we can come from, you know, um, and have affiliations to um, different um, energetic planets. And so that's the, the vibe of where you're at is that there is this, kind of um uh, outside of earth trying to fit into earth and navigate what that looks like um especially the stuff around language and words and communication because in the end that's what you your soul is here um on this planet right now to to master and work out communication I really love that. I mean, I, I connect whenever I whenever I have heard Star Seeds, I've been very connected to it. Um, and I've, all, I've since I was like two, I've been called an old soul. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's it. I relate to a lot of this definitely around language like this. I was writing. I was having my mom write books for me when I was a kid. She would do the writing because I couldn't write quite yet. I was an English major. I've been writing poetry and I've had poetry blogs and websites before I was ever a coach. And now I'm coming full circle back into that where I realize how much I, I can't let it go. Like I kind of repressed it for a while and I'm coming back into it, but in so many different forms like poetry and writing for creatively like or creative purposes, but also speaking and giving feedback, like I said, and communicating deeper with people and sharing my emotions through words. So it, yeah. yeah. Wow. Be be prepared for be prepared for um speaking like live poetry speaking events in New Ooh. York. Like you in a bar and being like, I'm gonna read my poetry, like this is a poetry speaking event. Or um it being in like um do you know the wing in New York yes. or those yeah. um kind of collaborative co work spaces? Yeah. Um there's gonna be some like reading like open mic speaker night events there where you're gonna be encouraged to like speak your work. Mm. Oh, I have wow, I just had so much like 
worthiness com- stuff come up like no but your writing's not good enough to do that oh you got to go write more stuff you can't do mm-hmm. any of your old stuff like that was really interesting to watch arise how immediate that was of like no way um unless i write new works that are better works even though i've been writing forever so yeah that just tells me i need to do that that's probably something i really yeah. want to do deep down and you don't need to write anything new. Yeah. You have, you know, you have a catalog. It's just like, actually, this shows the journey mm. of, to what I've been on. Like this shows like the old version of me and looking back and rereading it out loud makes you realize, shit, look how I've transformed. Yeah. Look at this, you know, these old words, bringing it back to language, these old words and these old emotions, but that need to still be expressed into the world because they might be old, but they still resonate to me, but they also resonate to other people. They'll still, you know, they'll still have that impact to others. And then I'm being, it's like, if you've ever seen Rupi Kaur perform her work, she, you know, she's performing work that was written, you know, some of it like five to 10 years, like a long time ago, but she still performs it and reads it like it's fresh and new because it's still part of her soul. And so your guides are reminding you that the work might be old, but it's still part of your soul. I am like out of everything you've said that has been so helpful. I'm really grateful you brought this up because I'm I feel lit up. I feel open. I feel excited. I feel artsy and creative. And it gives me some it's something new. Right. Like you said all along there's something like kind of different. And you just saying that it's all my body. Typically, I know when something is a full body. Yes, it's pretty immediate normally. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I let it marinate, but then it eventually becomes one. And I feel like such a full body yes to getting up and speaking about my speaking my words. That feels good to me. Yeah. And speaking of this, your own personal story behind the words as well, because it then gives people context of the journey that you've been on. And that's part of the inspiration. Mm, OK. Um, yeah, that's good. I like that, too. That's important. Mm. And that's going to help me, I'm sure, with. Um, like doing more public speaking about like, you know, what I teach the feminine, the masculine relationship, all this, because I don't typically do much public speaking, interestingly enough, even though I speak a lot on the show, um, because they have like fear of public speaking, which probably surprises a lot of people. But I feel like that would be a really beautiful um, progression to go to something like poetry first, where it's written and it came from that creative space in my body and then moving to, you know, the stuff I already teach all day long, but just to hundreds of people, like, which just feels a little bit daunting to do. But having that route, that blueprint first to go through feels much less daunting, like good practice. And you're going to be using more of the creative writing and the poetry to communicate the masculine and the feminine. Mm. You're not going to be communicating it in a traditional coach format. You're, you're going to be, it's going to be inherent. It's going to be implied. It's going to be what people walk away from knowing, but that it's not going to be, um, you, uh, okay. Um, Maddie's been brought, been brought through this as a coach because that is the traditional way of doing it. And so there's always been this blend of the traditional and the traditional and the creative. And suddenly there's a merging that's happening right now of this is what I've learned being a coach. And this is how I can, um, like support people and guide people and, um, share with people. But there's a, the real, 
kind of element piece that's being merged together is the creative writing and that the message that you've been teaching as a as a coach will just be inherent in the writing that you're sharing and performing oh that feels so good oh my god I love this because the coaching, there's a separation of the energy that you're you're in it, but you're out of it. Does that make sense? Like you're 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 viewing it from the outside in, and but with the creativity, you're in it, and it's share it's emanating from you in a different energetic way. Yeah, yeah. It's like the first one comes from my mouth, mm-hmm. <laughs> my head, and the mm-hmm. other one comes from my entire body. Yeah, that's how writing feels to me, like creative writing or whenever I'm speaking about in my Instagram, I do feminine, masculine talking about and stuff, sometimes like a coach, but then sometimes like a poet or a creative writer. And it feels like those are always the ones that hit home more for me and then more for everyone else. So you're going to be doing I keep being shown. So it's exact. For example, it's like um doing an instagram video or doing it where you're just doing spoken word poetry and maybe there's some imagery or you create a video or or something but it doesn't even need to be that it could just be you um reading your poetry oh doesn't have to be just on stage you can use the platform that you already have to share your spoken word poetry yes oh yes okay okay business coach (laughs) thank you you're welcome. This is it's it's always interesting what comes through in messages because it's always a blend of you know people come in with business ideas and things. It's always a real blend of what I want to share. So speaking of that, because um, I realize we're coming up on time here, I've just been like so immersed in everything that you're sharing. Um, do you have a, a couple minutes left? I just want to make sure that we're okay on time here. Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, good. Well, I just want to first thank you. Um, like, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was amazing. And I hope, I know sometimes for some people, when you're not hearing about information directly about yourself, it's a little bit harder to, uh, stay really tuned in because you're listening to someone else getting a reading, but primarily I did do this for me because I'm super interested to hear what you have to say about me, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm a Leo, me, me, me. But then also I want people to get a, a taste, a very big taste of what it would be like to have an experience with you and to be able to feel like your own energy and be led in this way. So how can people, especially considering what we talked about at the beginning of this, that you're kind of moving away from one-on-one, how are people now moving forward going to be able to receive your intuitive guidance? Yeah, great question. Um, so I'm going to be doing more live person in. in um, I'm going to be doing more live person events because what has been coming through is people wanting more community, wanting to actually be in person with people, which is really important. Um, and also with group events, what I'm finding is you might be giving a message for one person, like I've been channeling messages for you, but the people listening are also taking the tools and the action and the energy that is necessary for their own life. So one person might be getting a message, but it might be, it will be impacting everyone else in the crowd as well listening. So, and that's how it works. I do um, online events where I channel online, um, I channel messages um, from spirit to um, the group and do one-on-one messages as well. I do online circles once a month as well, where I'm teaching a different theme each month that um, there's rituals, 
tools and guided meditations um, from kind of ones I've done in the past from opening your heart to growing your seeing gifts to um, really developing receiving gifts and practices. So yeah, it's a different theme each month. I am, I also have a, a course called Get Guided, which is basically people, how people can connect to their spirit guides. And I'm about to launch um i'm about to launch in june a course which is about how to heal your ancestor story so it's mm. about how you can work out what the story is that your that has come from your ancestors that's playing out in your life so that you can heal it and move on from it brilliant brilliant and i will make sure that i have your social links and the link to your website on my um on the show notes for this amazing and you also have a really great free quiz um, about how how you are intuitive, right? I just did that the other day, which was yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. How do you receive your intuitive gifts, whether it's seeing or knowing or feeling and what the predominant one is? Um, and then I have my podcast, um, So You Think You're Intuitive, which is basically a journey for you to connect to your intuition um, because we're all intuitive and we just need to remember how. Yeah. That's one of the things I think is really amazing about what you do is you're so um, passionate about teaching people how to be their own intuitive um, rather than only being their their single source for intuition. You're teaching them how to then take that into practice in their own life, which I'm fascinated by. And I want to sharpen those um, intuitive abilities within myself. So I'm so grateful that you do that work as well. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's my mission and my passion is, you know, this isn't about come as you you know coming to a source and being told the information. It's about oh, I can access this. Like I need to. How can I access this? How can I reactivate my in, my intuitive gifts and work through my blocks of that I've created um, to connect to them? Are you down for a couple questions? A couple quick fire round questions? Yeah, go for okay. it. Awesome. Who is one of your main teachers or mentors in your life? Mm, great question. Um, straight up my spirit guide. She's been with me from the moment I'm being born and has been with me for many lifetimes. And she is my greatest teacher. What do you want to be praised for in this life more than anything? Mm, great question. What do I want to be praised for? Um, that we all have a gift and that we can all connect to our intuition. And if I can be a spark in getting people to realize that they have this infinite power within them that they can tap into, that's, mm. you know, that's the mission. What is one book everyone should go out and get? Oh, man. Mm -hmm. um, oh, where do you start? One book. Um uh, I guess the book that kind of that I read as a teen, that, um, The Alchemist by um, Paolo Coelho. Yeah, classic. Yeah. What is one non-negotiable in your morning routine? Uh, one uh, non-negotiable is connecting to my guides in the shower and asking them, what do I need to know today? Hmm. Favorite form of movement or exercise or fitness? 
Oh, I I love spinning. I love spinning. I connect to spirit when I'm spinning. Um, when they say shut your eyes in the spin class, I imagine I always get the image that I'm on horseback in the desert and my hair's blowing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I get, kind of get taken out of the spin class and I imagine that I'm on the back of a horse. Oh, I love it. It's like Lady Godiva cycling. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so great. If I felt like that, whenever I was spinning, I would do it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm seriously out of breath and, and kind of thinking, what am I doing here in the middle of it? And I'm kind of, you know, practically dying. But at the same time, it gives me that kind of inner calm and that inner presence. And it suddenly feels like, whew, yeah, you're just kind of like gliding. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's a great that. feeling. OK, my last question for you is what is one of your favorite things to eat right now? Like a meal or a snack, or something delicious. I have been, I'm loving date, um, dates right now. I am like, I am into dates. I can't, yeah, I have a, I have a medjool date obsession right now. Oh, they're so good. And there's so many things you can do with it. Like date, feta cheese, bacon mm-hmm. or a date, peanut butter, date cacao. Oh. Date cacao. Or, um, I haven't done it yet, but I've seen a recipe where you like stuff the date with peanut butter and then you dip it in cacao and you have like chocolate covered peanut. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm going to have to do that. That sounds delicious. (laughs) Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the Mind Body Musings podcast. You are a bright, shining, beautiful light. And I'm so grateful again for today for what you've done for me, but also just what you're doing in this world. And I can't wait to meet you in person someday. Oh, I'd love that. That would be amazing. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I I keep uh, getting the message of coming to New York this year. So we'll have to make that happen. Yay. Everyone, make sure that you go to maddiemoon.com forward slash Natalie dash miles to get the show notes for this episode and any links that we talked about. Hope you loved this episode. We would love to hear your thoughts. If you want to go to Instagram, you can comment on her photo. I will have that up when this airs and you can let us know in the comments what you thought about it. What did you love? What do you want to hear more about? And stay tuned for another episode next Wednesday. Wednesday.